Good morning, brothers and sisters. I am so happy that you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today. And I'm just Joe, no title. And today I'm going to tell you a little story before we get into the Word. I've been to, you've gone to Africa many times to do missions trips. And I always try to spend at least one day in the hospital there doing hospital ministry. And in 2016, I met a young boy who was in the hospital. He had a demon in him and he had uh, been thrown into the fire through the demon and it had burnt his arm so severely that they had to amputate his arm. And so I was able to pray with him, read the Bible to him and lead him to a prayer of repentance. Well, I was going to Africa about three times a year and so I continued going there and for the next three years, every time I went, I spent as much time as I could with him to minister to him, to read the Bible. His mother was a Christian. She too read the Bible and they prayed together. And he was fellowshipping in a good and genuine Christian church. And in fact, he was working there. Three years later, he's uh, 15 years old. And he was uh, the janitor. He would clean up the church after service on Sunday. And when he finished one day, he went home and he told his brothers that he had a headache. And so he went down and laid down and he never woke up. Yeah. But brothers and sisters, it's a celebration because Junior is with our Lord and Savior today. Amen. Amen. And his body is whole and he is feeling good and he has no pain, no suffering, no crying. He is loving life. Amen. Amen. So celebrate for Junior and praise God, praise Yeshua for dying on a cross for his sins and delivering him from that bondage, casting out that evil spirit and filling him with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so brothers and sisters, we are all born with a sinful nature. In Psalms 51, 5, it tells us we're born with iniquity. And you all know that. You have an evil spirit in you. When you're born, in, we all have to be delivered from that bondage. And God casts out that evil spirit and fills us with his Holy Spirit. If we believe that he came incarnated from heaven, was buried and arose for your sins and mine, and you repented of your sinful ways, brothers and sisters, you've been delivered as Junior was. And praise God, praise Yeshua, amen, amen. So brothers and sisters, there's five crowns that we receive at the last judgment. The first crown is the incorruptible crown, and that's for mastering over the sinful nature. The second crown is the crown of righteousness, and that's for living righteously in this world. The third crown, and that's the crown of withstanding trials. And the fourth crown is a rejoicing crown, knowing that you brought people to Christ. And the fifth crown is a crown of glory. And that is for completing your mission, finishing the work assigned. Amen? Amen. So today we're going to focus on the first two, the incorruptible crown and the crown of righteousness. Amen? Amen. So if you brought your Bibles today, please turn with me to the book of 2 Peter 
chapter 3. We're going to read 9 through 14. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for then hasting the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, our Lord and Savior is coming, and he's coming in our generation. It could be today, next year, 10 years from now, but we all need to be ready. And he tells us that he wishes no one to perish, that means go to hell, but to come to repentance. That is the requirement to receive the Holy Spirit and be written in the book of life and sealed for the day of redemption is repentance. Turn from your sinful ways and then God will fill you up with the Holy Spirit, deliver you as I spoke earlier, and write your name in the book of life. Amen? Amen. And so be conscious of that. All right, so now turn with me for the second passage in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to read 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Now these two passages go together. And here it's talking about a married couple. And the man is to wash the woman with the word of God. If you're married today, you both need to read the Bible together. And you both will help each other understand the word of God. We cannot please God and do his will unless we're reading the word of God. Amen? Amen. And it says here that we are to present her without spot or blemish. God wants us to go to heaven together if you're married today. And he wants you to present your wife to God without spot or blemish. And unfortunately, in this day and age, many times our spouse is not living right. But we are. And God wants us to work together to have victory over the devil, to receive that incorruptible crown that Paul talks about as he describes a race. You're running a race and you run to win the race to receive the incorruptible crown. Amen? Amen. And then he tells us in another passage that when he's ready to meet the Lord, he has reached his plateau that there's a crown of righteousness waiting for him 
and not just him, but all those who are looking forward to the appearance of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So if you're saved today, brothers and sisters, feel good that you have conquered and mastered that sinful nature and you are practicing righteousness. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. God knows that. And he knows you're going to make mistakes. But we are saved by grace. He doesn't, though, want you to go back to sinning the way you did before you were saved. That's what backsliding means. And if you have become a Christian and you actually receive the Holy Spirit because you have repented worthy to receive it and God has renewed your mind completely and he has replaced that stony heart into a loving heart and he has filled you with the Holy Spirit, sometimes that seed falls on the side of the road and gets swallowed up by the thorns, by riches and lust. And literally, you choke the Holy Spirit out of you. Now, if you want to come back to the Lord, you can. But it's not an easy fix. It's not a microwave and you just say a prayer and boom, you're saved again. And like Junior, Junior had multiple demons in him, multiple evil spirits in him. But he worked hard and diligently. He wanted to be saved. And you and I, and if your wife or your husband is not saved, and you are, you need to work together to have victory over the devil. Because if you're saved, what's inside of you is stronger than anything in the world, including the devil. And when you are saved and you have the Holy Spirit, when you're tempted, you have the power to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus and he will flee. Now, it doesn't mean he won't come back and try again, but you continue to rebuke him in the name of Jesus and he will flee. Now, if you're on the other end of the coin and you've lost the Holy Spirit because you turned your back on God, and in Romans 1, he turns his back on them and they defile their bodies and they're really in bad shape. Their carnal mind is over the top. But they too can come back. But again, it's not an easy fix. And so you have to work together. You have to pray together with your spouse. Pray together. And God says, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. That means he's inside our minds. And when you pray for someone else, brothers and sisters, it's stronger prayer than praying for yourself. So you can intercede. You can fill in that gap like Abraham did for Lot and Moses did for Israel, praying for your loved one to be delivered and filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So brothers and sisters, God is coming soon, and we all need to be ready. He gives a parable about a fig tree who doesn't bear fruit for three years. And the master, which is Jesus, tells the keeper to cut it down and throw it in the fire. He says, why does it use up space in my ground? Well, that's how God feels. He's long-suffering. He wishes no one to perish but to come on to repentance. And he waits a long time for that, but he's not going to wait forever. And that scripture tells us that. Because then the keeper says, let me water and fertilize it. 
And then if it doesn't bear fruit, do as you will. And he will do as he will. God Almighty, the one it is and was and is to come, will take you off this planet and replace you with the baby. If you're taking up space, if you're calling yourself Christian and not living a Christian life, following Jesus in obedience. So brothers and sisters, don't wait to the last minute because it'll be too late to make up for what you've done. Because remember, God could take you today just naturally because you're not bearing fruit. You could get hit with a nuclear bomb because we're in that time frame where there's going to be war. Or Jesus could come in the sky and take his church and you not have that oil, not be ready to meet the Lord. So brothers and sisters, look forward to that day when we see Jesus in the sky and we will all go up to be with the Lord and made perfect because there's nothing defiling in heaven. Amen.